Welcome to Medspectives, the podcast about healthcare professionals, the stories of their practice, and their diverse perspectives into the world around us. I'm your host, Arvin Rajan, and on today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Luke Shapiro, an orthodontist in New York. Dr. Luke has always been fascinated by languages, and this led him to major in Spanish in college. He shares insight into how his skill in Spanish and other languages has enabled him to form deeper connections with his patients. Dr. Luke also talks about some awesome innovations in dental technology, such as the smart mirror. We close out with questions from you guys, and all in all, this was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy. Glad to have you, Dr. Luke. How are you doing today? Going well. It's a, a Friday. Um, yeah, and thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm excited to talk to you because we haven't had any perspectives in dentistry before on the podcast, and you present not only perspective in dentistry, but I think a really important um, additional perspective that I kind of want to talk to you about first. So um, when I was looking at, you know, stuff that you've done and everything, I saw that you decided to major in Spanish in undergrad, right? And how, how did you, yeah. I guess, get to that point to decide that? Uh, well, honestly, like I, I just like like speaking Spanish. I like learning languages and I really want to go study abroad. And so the Spanish major just made sense to me. Uh, if you're pre-med or pre-dental, you don't need to be a science major. I actually think it's like, uh, it's kind of nice to not be a science major. You get to meet other people outside of your pre-med bubble. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I felt, I fell in love with learning Spanish when I was like 14 and, uh, just wanted to continue. And, and I took French as well. I took even like a semester of Chinese. So languages are like super cool, super fun to learn. Great way to like meet people. Patients like really appreciate it. Like even my Chinese is terrible, but if I just say like a little bit, like, Hey, how are you? they like flip out and it's a it's a instant connection yeah exactly because I feel like language is like such a I guess symbol of like people connecting right like the fact that you can you took the time to put yourself in another culture so in like even even at that level where you not you might not speak that much um to try to understand and connect people better with people so Mm -hmm. in while you were doing your Spanish major did you you know were there um, I guess coming out of that, did you feel like, how did you feel coming out with this, with a Spanish major after college? I mean, I, I always knew I was going to do pre-med or pre-dent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I took all the, like, I took biochem, I took anatomy. I took, I was like one class away from a minor in biology and chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I took like some organic chemistry advanced lab. I don't know. I was in all these classes with all these science majors and then there's me. Um, but yeah, I, I felt fine. Like the, the pre-med tests or the, the, the pre-dental tests, it, it, it only tests you on the basic sciences. Everything else is just gravy. Um, yeah. So yeah, right. I felt fine. Did you see any kind of, I guess, interaction of, you know, your passion for Spanish and your passion for dentistry or, or medicine, like while you're in undergrad, maybe like volunteering at places or, or anything like that? Not while I was an undergrad. I did like some tutoring. Um, and what else? I, I, don't know, I did some tutoring. I like 
did some like led some teen tours, but there wasn't that direct connection until dental school. I did uh, like a week in Chile with this program, and that's where I like, really saw it come together. But that was that was after. Right. And tell me about that in, interaction in Chile, like with being, you know, having taken that much Spanish already and being pretty proficient in it. How was it being in that environment where you got to, you know, basically see your two passions come together? Yeah, it was it was like one of the greatest weeks of my life. Um, I mean, and the, the Chilean dentists all pretty much spoke English except one. So I was she was like my partner um because most of the the premise was that the chilean dentist would kind of like help show them around and also help translate um but it was it was like very uh it was just like a, a really cool experience to see all the similarities and differences between like our training and and you know how we talk to patients and and approach dental care um and it, was just, it was just fun. Like Chileans are fun people. Yeah, we had we had some fun bonding activities after. It was um, well, I'm trying to remember the name, but I forget. But it was uh, from like Uni Universidad de Concepcion. Uh, it was like I think it was like friend something friends. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name, but I'll yeah, fine. I'll send it to you after. Interesting. And when yeah. you were there, how did you or? You know, medicine is, is I think, different in different places, and, and I'm sure dentistry is too. Did you see, like, you know, certain practices or things that you saw a lot in, in Chile versus, you know, not seeing as much here or differences in care? I mean, um, we did things, like, a little differently, and uh, they, I mean, obviously, you have, like, different words and, and everything. And also, too, this wasn't, like, in a, a clinic. It was that we literally made a tent and had like a makeshift dental clinic. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice to like get a different perspective because when you're in medical school or dental school, you, it's like how the school teaches you. But then when you go to one of these things or even when you go to other CE, continuing ed courses, you get to see different ways that people do things and it gives you ideas and you learn how to tackle problems differently. Right. That, that, that sounds like a great experience and, you know, being able to do that. Um, how, how was the rest of dental school? Did you have, like, any kind of standout moments during your time there? I mean, no, it was, dental school is, is, I learned a lot. I went to yeah. uh, Stony Brook. Um, oh, in New York, right? In New York. It was cool. We, we had the first year with the medical students. Um, so it was nice to like get to meet them and have some of them become like my best friends. Um, and there's in my dental school class, there's only 40 people. So we all became very close. I personally really like that. Um, it's like a family. Some dental schools have like almost 400 people. So I feel like you can kind of get lost and whatnot, but like when there's 40 of you, like you're like a family, you go through the good, the bad. Um, and that's, I think it's important to have in dentistry and medicine. Um, right. yeah. but it was a great experience overall. I really liked it. Shout out to, shout out to, to Stony Brook. 
Stony Brook. Yeah, I have a friend that goes up, up there. I used to grow up. I grew up in like Albany up there. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, cool. A lot of my childhood friends up there went to like Stony Brook and, and SUNY and stuff. So um, nice. Definitely, definitely got to visit up there. But I we we or I go to East Carolina University right now here in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, and we our dental school is pretty new. Like we we mm-hmm. can often joke like the, the medical school looks like a prison <laughs> and the, the dental school looks like this, this beautiful building and stuff and, and everything. But I think what is really cool is the like tech that is being used in like dentistry and, you know, just from pictures and stuff that I've seen of the, of the technology in there, it's just like really cool stuff that they're using for, for mm-hmm. treatment. And, you know, while I, I don't really know much about it, I'm, I'm sure that you, have had a lot of experience with that kind of stuff and and I, I like I remember seeing some stuff on your Instagram about it too what, what has been your experience with like tech in dentistry and and it's like uses in it uh, I'm so what they teach you in dental school um even Stony Brook was they're one of like the top in terms of like trying to stay advanced but it's it's still far behind what is actually out there um so for example i don't do you know like what a dental impression is like the gooey stuff that you put in your mouth you ever had Mm. that i don't think so um no okay so they really focus doing that in dental school but now like everything is done scanning so you take uh an intraoral scanner and you take it basically takes a bunch of pictures that stitches them together and then makes a 3d uh, STL file of your teeth that then you can save and you can manipulate and, and do all this stuff with. So we had exposure to scanning in dental school, but nothing compared to like what I'm doing now in my everyday life. Um, so yeah, de- technology and dentistry is, it's like, there's a huge shift going on. A lot of the older practices I think they're even like, I mean, there's still people that have paper charts, um, which right. is crazy, but it takes money and time and all this stuff to convert from paper to uh, electronics. So uh, the same thing, like it takes, it's a long time to convert, um, but it, it's important and it, it's better in the long term. And, it's better for patient care, but um, right. it's, de- it's definitely important. Yeah, definitely. And what, what kind of things have you seen um, in your practice that you use a lot, like in, in terms of tech? Um, I mean, yeah, the scanners I mentioned, uh, they're really advancing. You can really do a lot with them in terms of like, uh, they now have, it's called like Neary. It, it's, uh, it's like a base carries detection like you don't have to take an x-ray you can kind of just see on the surface it's a good good diagnostic tool um we also have uh like lasers are now like huge um for doing like gum contouring and uh cleaning and pain management uh yeah lasers i i didn't i learned a little bit in school but yeah you know you can't learn everything um else is there there's just like a lot of stuff on the computer as well that we do uh for designing smiles and 
planning clear liner treatment. Uh, one I, I post about it, it's kind of like in beta mode still, but it'll like change the dental industry is called the smart mirror. Yes, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you about, yeah. Yeah, the smart mirror, it's really cool. It, uh, it basically like allows you to record and educate the patient like and show everything in like magn high magnification and in high quality um and then you can also record notes and everything with it it's going to have like a lot of functions uh, i can't go like too deep into it but it's also very small and uh it will change dental education as well um because if you think about it like for dentistry for example like it's very hard for two people to be looking in the mouth but this can make it so that the faculty would be able to see, uh, you know, from a distance. So these are all like changes that are happening now and uh, they're changing the field. The, the guy who actually made the smart mirror, he like was one of the inventors of the USB. So just really, like, yeah. That's insane. And his, yeah, and his wife is a dentist and his daughter's like in dental school. So that's kind of where he got the idea for it um because if you think about like the dental mirror such like an old like it's been around yeah. for years right. um so yeah i think it'll i think it'll like revolutionize the industry it just takes time to adopt and tweak it and, and all these things gotcha and mm -hmm. I, you know I've, I've loved your instagram page i was i was looking at stuff on there and that's where i saw that that smart mirror i thought that was the coolest thing um and i saw that you recently posted a case on there too and and i found that i found that really cool too um i was just wanted to ask you like what where do you i guess see social media fitting in with you know your practice in dentistry and um you know that helping i guess other pre-dental students and and things like that yeah i uh so, yeah, so basically, like, I got into social media, like, in dental school, I think it's like my second year, and I created this page called Future Dentist. Mm -hmm. And back then, like, I felt like Instagram and stuff was, was more raw. It, was, mm -hmm. it actually got on Snapchat originally, and it was a way I would, like, find people all around the world, literally, like, Iceland, Mexico, Damn. and I would give them the login for the Snapchat, and they would just take the account and, like, show their school for the day. It was really cool. Um, it took work to like coordinate everything. I had like, you know, it was like different time zones and and all these things, but it was it was really cool to kind of see what other students were doing. Um, but then, you know, Snapchat, people kind of stopped using it. Um, and I, the whole time I was like kind of posting stuff on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I would like cross post the content. Um, and I just thought it was a cool way. Like I would go to these dental conferences. There's an organization called the American Student Dental Association as the, I would go to the conferences and I'd meet people there. And it was like, it was so fun to like bond over our shared experiences that we had. It's like, you think like, you're not the only one going through all this crap. Um, so that's why I like kind of like got involved in social media. And then it's just like, it, it's turned into like, you know, it's not as like raw and genuine and like everything's filtered and everything. Um, there's like a lot of good and a lot of bad things about social media. Um, 
it's great like to connect with people and like i learn a lot from it like they say don't trust everything on social media which is true there's a lot of like fake stuff out there like people show like these crazy cases and it's like come on man like obviously that didn't happen (laughs) um but i also like get a lot of ideas and i've definitely picked up a good amount of tricks from instagram where like facebook groups are huge in dentistry i don't know what it's like in medicine but people post problems that they have or success that they had tips that they had and so i learned a lot from them you just gotta filter through all the bs um so i i I don't know for me like uh social media is kind of like the new website it's like a good place for for patients to like come and see like i know when i go to a restaurant i like look at google reviews i look at like the instagram kind of see what looks good um I don't know. I like honestly, like if I never had to post on social media, I'd be very happy. <laughs> yeah, it just become part of our like, life, it feels like, right? Yeah, like if I could just uh just not have my phone and just meet people and that'd be great. Um, but I understand like you need to do it and like sometimes I do have fun on it and sometimes it's just like I just like have to do things yeah so like i posted my first case definitely nerve-wracking see i uh, actually posted it last week but i didn't like the quality of the picture i like mm-hmm. sent it to my phone or something and took a screenshot and it came out kind of blurry so i deleted it like right away um <laughs> but yeah so it was uh, it was definitely like, kind of nerve-wracking and, like you're putting yourself out there in the public <laughs> one, one thing I did want to ask you that I thought is really, I think, unique of, about your page is all your captions for everything you put in both English and then you put in, in Spanish as well, um, which mm-hmm. I think is, is really cool because you're increasing access because, I mean, there, I think, aren't as many you know, <laughs> dental ed- education pages in, in Spanish, right, versus you know, the, the, the countless number of people that are doing it already in, in English. So is that something you really valued in, in terms of what you were putting and what you were contributing to social media? I think the majority of my followers are from South America. And so it kind of be like messed up if I, if I didn't. Um, like I want to like help people like learn and, and all that stuff. And, uh, and I, like, I love Spanish and Spanish has done a lot for me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, it just like feels right to do that. I really try to always right. keep myself bilingual. Um, but it's it's tough too. Like I don't know, I wasn't like formally trained in dentistry, dental Spanish. Spanish. It's funny. This is like kind of a side note. Yeah. But if I like make a mistake in English, like no one will say anything. But if I make a mistake in Spanish, and everyone's like, oh, like correct this, correct this, correct yeah. this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> So like critiqued a little bit more yeah but i think i think it's pretty cool um i agree thanks man I, yeah I, yeah yeah just uh i mean it, 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 i think it, te- it tests fun. it tests you too a little bit right because like you said you weren't trained in, in spanish like d- dental like spanish and, and maybe terms in, in that nature and so by doing this you're kind of forcing yourself to you know apply spanish in in dentistry and, and that i think is a skill that's going to help you in the, in the future oh I'll be honest, I use Google Translate and then I read it over and make my corrections and then I show my wife yeah. and she'll correct it for me. Um, 
I mean, but it, it yeah. would be a good exercise if I just did it myself without the Google Translate. But it's still good. You know, I'm still doing a little bit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I had some questions that some people sent in um, on Instagram. Oh. So I can, I can okay. uh, let me, Let's see. Let me pull them up real quick. So I think some of them we might have addressed already. But uh, so my friend who is a pre-dental student, pre-dental student is actually applying to dentist, dental school right now, asks, good what one. is a... Uh, yeah, he he's he's been he's been killing it though, um, but he's asking a co- what is a complex case that you've done in your practice? I mean, the, the most complex cases we'll see, for me, are the uh, like cleft palate, or like those types cleft palate or other birth genetic um, ones. It just because. Uh, you have a lot going on, skeletally, dentally. You have, to, you have to talk to all the different like specialists in medicine as well and coordinate with them. So, uh, yeah, those are probably the most difficult. Right. And what's kind of the, I mean, if you had to give like a quick rundown of that procedure, like how long does it take versus like in like, just like kind of a little overview of it. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, that's like a lifelong thing from like, from when they're born, you you're already like kind of molding the palatal arch, get it closer together. Um, I don't do that. That's actually like a pediatric dentist will do that. Um, it's called alveolar molding, and then you'll do palatal expansion when they get a little bit older, and then you'll do braces, and then a lot of them will need orthognathic surgery when they're older. Um, because all the scar tissue and stuff kind of inhibits natural growth. Uh, so yeah, that, that's like a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, I did it more in residency because it's, it's good to have someone like who's on a team and like has weekly or monthly meetings with the team and in private practice, uh, it's hard to do that. I'd love to get on a team. I'm thinking about it, doing it in New York. Um, it's just like a really good way. I mean, it's it's challenging, but you're also like you're making like a huge impact in, right. in these people's lives, and that's you know that's why we 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 do this. That's awesome. Um, another question is kind of I guess a more uh, dental advice question. What what teeth mm-hmm. whitener brand do you recommend? Oh. Um, I mean, honestly, the, the Crest white strips are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a, my eighth grade project on whitening uh, with Crest white strips, uh, whitening toothpaste, whitening gum, whitening gel, and the white strips like worked pretty well, honestly. Uh, I think they only last like a year or two, and if you want to get like really really bright, you, you'll have to go to your dentist and get a uh, higher percentage of peroxide. Um, but yeah, if you, if you just want to start whitening, try the Crest, Crest White Strips. And if not, go see your dentist. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I don't know why this reminded me of this, but uh, recently on, on social media, I saw this, I guess, trend or some kind of fad or whatever, but they're like people shaving down their teeth or something and then getting them like filled in to make them more white or something like that. Are you familiar with that? or? Uh, I haven't seen that trend. But don't yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't do that yeah it's it, it seems so wrong 
yeah even like the i saw like the, the charcoal toothpaste trend not not a good idea uh you're basically like taking away the first layer of teeth in enamel and uh it might look white for like a little bit but it's artificial and yeah a lot of these teeth whitening things i see on social media one the lighting is just completely different between the before and after so the editing a lot of it too like your teeth actually will become dehydrated if you just if you just leave your teeth open you know your mouth open and they'll get whiter right away so <laughs> uh, yeah like think about if you go to the dental office if you go to the dentist and your mouth has been open because you're getting a filling or whatever yeah. like look at your teeth after you, they'll be dehydrated and so they'll look whiter dang so it's just like it just seems like it in the moment and then you realize it's yeah, or, even... or, or it's probably just lighting or like photoshop right yeah that's interesting yeah i mean these kind of yeah. i guess cosmetic things that people are trying to do like i guess undermine like their teeth health which is i think at the end yeah. of the day the most important thing yeah it definitely don't do anything to shave down your teeth that's uh yeah yeah that because i saw it yeah and it was it was creepy too because they would like post like a before picture and so you'd see just like very shaven down teeth and then they post an after pic of it being like filled in or, or something i don't know exactly what they were doing yeah you have, you have to send me the video yeah I'll, I'll definitely send it to you and it was i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this is being done um well, but but yeah yeah, Dr. Luther, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, I, we love asking about personal anecdotes on the store on the show about mm -hmm. like, you know, different particular cases or patients that kind of stand out to you in your career. Um, and mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you, are there any particular patients or stories that um, stick with you and, you know, are stories that you're not going to forget in, in your time in dentistry? Uh, I'm just thinking back like to dental school. Yeah, like, for sure. I gave my number out to like a few patients. A few patients and i would get like text in the middle of the night like oh like this tooth here like that tooth there so for me it's 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 not so much the cases that i remember like it's funny i'll remember i remember all my patients teeth like you show me their teeth i'll know who it is uh really so it's like that uh, intricate like you can tell that differences like that just from teeth oh yeah, yeah yeah if i like spent a long time with someone yeah for sure um that's really interesting um, like like when I like when I meet someone like I don't look at their eyes like I try to but I like go right to their teeth teeth yeah uh, <laughs> you, you good teeth thank you I have this one right here as you can tell it's like a little bit a little bit weird but, yes I mean we call it like, a, like I think they call it a snaggle tooth snaggle tooth but did you, did you have braces or I never had anything mm -hmm. so they mm -hmm. they said you might need it and then like they just never never ended up doing it and so mm -hmm. but uh. And maybe you didn't need it. Like, I think some people need braces for like the health of their teeth in the long term. But some people, like, if you have like a tooth like that, you know, it doesn't look great, but mm -hmm. it's more like an aesthetic concern. Right, right. Yeah. And it just, it just has been like that. And I've accepted it now. And, and my friends have also accepted it uh, <laughs> as normal. So I'm completely one day. One day. Maybe, yeah. It'll probably get like worse over time though, just to warn you. Okay, good to, good to know though, good to know. Um, 
but yeah, Dr. Wigan, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I, I really appreciated talking to you and hearing your insights and, and stuff like that. Thanks so, for inviting me. Super, uh, very, I'm honored. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And, and again, thank you for, for your perspective. So um, do you have anything else you want to say before we close out? You got this. You can do this. Don't, don't do it for the money. Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.